Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027. It's wonderful to be back with you again this morning, and I hope that you are safe and well. I'm going to be moving into Matthew's Gospel, but before I do that, I want you to think of a few things. I want you to think about a time when people were coming to visit you. So I know that I have family overseas, and my brother and my sister, when they could, used to come out with their families. And before they arrived, I used to take time to prepare. So while I was waiting in anticipation for the visit, I also took time to prepare the whole house. My mom and dad also used to come up and I'd prepare the whole house. So you start spring cleaning, start tidying up, you start getting ready. You don't wait um, and do nothing. You wait actively doing things, getting ready. It's the same when you're expecting a child. We don't sit and wait and, oh, my word, when the child pops out, we say, wow, that's amazing. Now what are we going to do? We have nothing for this child. We prepare for the child before the child is born. And I also find the same with the sunrises. One of the things I love to do is to watch the sunrise. And I I need to wake up early. I need to have everything ready so that I'm not distracted. And the part I love about the sunrise is actually before the sun rises. So how the sky starts changing color and the different hues and the pinks and the blues and so on. I find it absolutely magnificent and energizing to watch the sunrise. But I have to make sure that I don't get distracted and go off and do something else. So when I read this message to you from Matthew's Gospel, I want you to keep all of that in mind. So here we're reading from Matthew chapter 24. Therefore, says Jesus, keep watch, for you do not know what day the Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time in the night the thief would come, he would have kept watch and not let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when his master returns. Truly, I tell you, his master will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time, and he begins to beat his fellow servants and eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and an hour that he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with hypocrites, where there will be crying and gnashing of teeth. And then another parable follows after that, or another teaching, if you like, of the ten virgins. I think it's one we all know well, where only five of them take oil for their lamps. So half are wise and half are foolish. And again, the message Jesus is given is keep watch. Now, as I said, this keeping watch is not an inactive activity. It's something that we actually need to do. So today, I really want us to look at this keeping watch Being ready for the parousia, as it's called, for the second coming. It's a fancy word for the coming of the Lord Jesus. And as I've said in Matthew's gospel, these two parables make this point. Jesus is making a point that we need to be ready and waiting at any time because we do not know the hour or the day. I'm going to unpack this just now. Good morning. If you've just joined me, it's wonderful to be with you. I'm looking at Matthew chapter 24, where Jesus warns his disciples that they need to be ready for the parousia and they need to keep watch. They need to be awake. The second coming of Jesus. And I feel it would be helpful to quickly place the reading in context by looking at the whole of Matthew's gospel. So Matthew's gospel can be divided into five rough parts. It's it's all different parts of Jesus' journey. The first part, the proclamation of the kingdom, includes Jesus' birth. The second part, is his ministry and mission in Galilee. 
and it includes nine miracles. You see healings, calming of storms and exorcism. Part three, Jesus questions the opposition in response to the attack on him and his disciples criticizing him for things such as picking grain on the Sabbath. Part four is Christology and ecclesiology. Jesus rejected at Nazareth, feeding the 5,000, walking on water, the Pharisees questioning Jesus and so on. And finally, part five, which is where we pick up today, Jesus' journey to and ministry in Jerusalem. And I feel that the whole thing doesn't make sense unless we look at it within the context of the whole of Matthew's gospel. So here is my question. Jesus is still present. Why is he talking about the second coming when he's still present with them? It didn't really make sense to me. And what does it mean for us to keep watch? So let's look at the first one. Why would Jesus talk about the second coming while he's still present? And I want to stress that this is my take on it. I think that he did that to prepare the disciples for what was to come and the life that they would have to lead. So he was preparing them because he already knew what was coming. We all know that when he's crucified in that moment, and it's understandable, the disciples don't remember anything he said. But later, when they minister post the ascension, the things that Jesus had said to them would have begun to make sense, especially when he did not return in the form they expected in their lifetime. And I'm saying the form they expected because they expected a bodily return within their lifetime or at least within two generations. And that doesn't happen. I know and you know that Jesus is present already, um, not in the fullness of the kingdom as we're expecting in the second coming, but Jesus is present with all of us. After all, Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you always. So Jesus is present, but not in the bodily form they expected. So post the ascension, we know that many people thought the end of the world was close at hand and Jesus would return soon. Even now, people are predicting that this is the beginning of the end, this pandemic. And as I said, the truth is that Jesus still lives in our midst. Let's not forget Jesus' words, I'm with you always till the end of time. He's already on our side in the struggles of this life. So while the fullness may not have been attained, the kingdom is already here. So while we wait and struggle, let us say with certainty, Jesus is already here. And let's not forget that. Let's not lose sight of that when we are really battling with things in this world. And so today, that's the first answer I want to give to that question. Why would Jesus talk about it was that he was warning his disciples of what was to come and preparing them for what was to come. But we also need to remember that Jesus is already present with us. We've been looking at Matthew chapter 24 and Jesus warning the disciples and us that we should be ready for the second coming at any time. So how then should we wait? So first, as I said right in the beginning, for me, I think the point to make is that we, should do, we shouldn't be doing nothing while we're waiting. The servant was expected to continue working diligently and carrying out his duties as a leader of other servants. The message to us, I think, is that we need to do our work diligently while we wait and not grow tired and not veer off the path. With all that is happening in the world, it would be understandable and easy to veer off the path, lose hope, lose faith, perhaps get tired and maybe even give up. But this time, more than ever, while we're in these struggles, I believe we have to wake up and be powerfully present in our communities and keep going, knowing that God is present. God does already know it all. God will guide us through this, and God is a God of love. I was speaking to my congregation on Sunday, and I shared that during the service, I felt God challenging me and saying, stand up and be counted. Increase your spiritual warfare prayers. And I don't know why I haven't done that. Don't hide away and wait for this to pass. Be active. Maybe that applies to all of us. 
I remember headmistress saying that in order for bad to flourish, all that is required is for good people to do nothing. And I somehow feel, maybe I'm wrong, that we've been flattened, silenced, inhibited, squashed perhaps by this pandemic, more than just by the lockdown rules. I'm not saying we should throw caution to the wind, race out, meet thousands of people, but all of us can pray. We can pray all the time. We can pray unceasingly. We can all contribute towards those less fortunate than ourselves. We can call the lonely, the bereaved, phone them, check on them. Perhaps most importantly, as I've said, and I want to stress this, is our prayers. Let us start those prayers. And let us pray warrior prayers against this pandemic, against what's going on. And if we're finding it hard to pray, to be active, maybe we need to ask, are we living our lives in constant expectation that Christ will return to take us to himself? Is that how we're living? Maybe I need to ask myself too. And as I ask myself, I have to look in my life and say, what rooms in my spiritual life do I need to vacuum, dust or clean? Would I be happy for Jesus to arrive at any moment? And how do I remain ready all the time? And I'm actually going to leave you with that question today because the answer is a personal one. How do you remain ready at all times? Maybe even take it to God in prayer. Sit with it for a while and see what comes to you. It's been wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much for listening. God bless and may God's protection, anointing and blessing be upon you and all those you love and pray for. Hot. Hot 1027.